want to uh, thank the folks at home, camera there, uh, for tuning in. And for all you folks who are here in the room, thank you when you tune in as well, because we all need to be tuned in together. Um, we return in a few moments to our examination of the Lord's Prayer as a, a guide for our, our prayer life before the Father. Uh, but just want to say how much I appreciate uh, the way our congregation has held together uh, through these past several months. Uh, the, the viewership at home seems to be very steady and strong. I know here, as much as we are able uh, to get together, to worship together, it's a fantastic experience. Uh, really appreciated what Randy had to say to us these last three weeks about unity. Uh, unity through humility, through obedience, through witness. Um, that, that's the kind of thing that just sticks in your head all week long. And I hope that's been your experience. Just, you know, how, how does that work out in my life? Uh, so really appreciate that. Uh, this morning then, uh, we turn back to the Lord's Prayer. We've gotten about halfway through it. Uh, we've been using Luke's Gospel as our foundational scripture for all this. Uh, and let me just put it in front of you again. This is found in Luke chapter 11, and we'll read verses 1 through 4. It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Uh, you do remember that when Jesus taught uh, this same uh, dynamical prayer uh, and the Sermon on the Mount, it's a little bit longer. It has a little bit more explanatory phrases. Uh, believe it or not, that's why I chose Luke's gospel. It's, it's very short. It's more focused, more distinct. And I think it sort of jars in our head a little bit because we grew up memorizing Matthew's version. Uh, and so when you pray the Lord's Prayer, pray Matthew's version. It's, it's a great version and it's what we all grew up with. Um, but certainly uh, here in Luke, we have it really focused down. We come this morning to that phrase where Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And my feeling about this is if you will listen to what the scripture says, and if you'll incorporate this into your prayer relationship with the Father, this prayer could very well save your life. It could absolutely save your life. Now, we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer, and we've gone halfway through it. Normally, we view it as divided into two halves. First, we pray about the glory of God, and then we pray about our needs, as though it was two separate boxes and they don't really relate to each other. I'd like to suggest to you, this is just one prayer. And when Jesus said, pray this way, start out by saying, Father, let your name be holy and let your kingdom come. Then the rest of it isn't, well, God, you do take care of that. Now you take care of me. <coughs> but rather, that's not COVID. That's just a tickle. <laughs> okay. But rather what we, what, what we find here is Jesus saying, Father, because your name is holy and because your kingdom has supreme sovereignty over all reality, let that work out 
in my need for bread. Let your holiness and your glory be seen in the way that that you forgive and I forgive others because of your forgiveness. Let your holiness resound and the power of your kingdom be seen as you keep me in, in, in safety and protection from uh, the coming of the evil one. You see, it's all one prayer and it's all based on praying for and living in the holiness and the glory of God. And that's where we come this morning as well when we come to this phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Now, it's a very simple sentence. Um, however, nothing in, in, uh, uh, um, in theology is, is ever simple. That, that word for daily bread, we don't really know what the Greek word means there. It's used just twice, um, perhaps three times in the New Testament, and two of those times are in the Lord's Prayer. It says uh, daily bread. Uh, Sometimes it's translated our bread for tomorrow. Sometimes it's translated as our necessary bread. Uh, Sometimes it's translated as here at daily bread. The meaning is is close enough. We're we're in the ballpark. Uh, Father, give us this day the bread that we need according to your timetable and according to when we need it and, and your provision for us. It's a total turning to God's providential love for us. It's absolutely counter to everything about us. I mean, what's the first thing people did when we, we were told we're going to have to shutter in and, and stay home and the stores would be a little bit closed and, and, and it would be harder to get to the grocery store? What's the first thing we did? No, after that one. The second thing we did was we went out and we started hoarding things. We started hoarding bread. We started hoarding milk. We started hoarding other things. Why? Because I might not be able to get it. I have to have it. My pantry needs to be filled with milk and bread. Never mind the fact that I'm lactose intolerant, you know, and and, and I don't really like bread. I've got to have a larder full of it. Why? Because I'll be safe and secure knowing that... I have more than enough to get me uh, through life. And Jesus said, in your life, just trust God. Each day, Father, give me the bread for today. Give me daily bread. Every day I'll come back. Every day we'll, we'll, we'll trust you for it. Every day it'll be a part of our, of our ongoing relationship, Father. But this day I'm trusting you just to provide what I need now. And I'll let tomorrow take care of itself. I'm not going to get into this this terrible rat race of a thing where I've got to have more, 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 and I've got to hoard it for myself. You know, and it's not just bread. It's not just uh, uh, physical nourishment that he's talking about here. It's all those things that are either necessary for life or we think are necessary for life. It's all those things that prey upon our minds, that, that occupy our time, that, that, that demand our resources. It's all those things that we spend our lives trying to get in order to survive. So just trust your Father for it. Give us this day bread for today. And we'll let it go at that. And that's because we can trust our Father who is in heaven. You see, we pray because of our relationship of intimacy with the Father. 
You remember um, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and they were going through the wilderness and what should have been a couple of months journey took, took 40 years to get there. Uh, sort of like some people's education, but, uh, but as, as they were going through there, uh, that God said, I'll, I'll provide for you. The people were complaining, we don't have enough food, not enough food, not enough food. And God said, I'll provide it every day. I'm going to send some, some manna to you. This manna is going to be a bread kind of like thing. And um, you'll, get, you'll, you'll sort of know what to do with it. But every day I'll give you enough manna for that day. Don't gather too much. You remember he said this? He said, don't gather too much because uh, I'm just supplying the day. Tomorrow I'll give you more. And some people didn't believe it, so they, they took a lot and they, they saved it for the next day just in case you can't trust God. And by the next day, the stuff that they had hoarded and saved was, was spoiled, rotten. And God still gave them manna each day. Manna every day. Manna every day. They didn't need to hoard it. They could trust their Father in heaven to supply sustenance for every day. Now, they did exactly what we do. They started complaining to God about God's merciful, gracious provision. See, God, it's a miracle every day. Every day we get up and we see a miracle. We don't have to wonder if there's a God in heaven. We have proof every day that there's, that there's a God in heaven. He gives us this manna every day. And so they started complaining. We're tired of manna. You know, manna fricassee, boiled manna, fried manna, manna turnovers, you know, you know, all that. But they were being taught a lesson to rely upon their Father in heaven. He every day gives us what we need. So Jesus said, when you pray, pray to the Father. Father, because you love me and because you're gracious and kind, because I can trust you absolutely, give me this day, bread for today, and whatever I need tomorrow, I'll trust you tomorrow for that. Now, Jesus, Jesus had a way of, of explaining that. In fact, he does in, in Matthew chapter 6, uh, right in the same context in which he uh, teaches the, the Lord's Prayer to his disciples. But he put it this way. This is Matthew 6, starting in verse 25. And Jesus said, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. This translation says the pagans run after all this stuff. The pagans are all exercised and worried about sustenance and life. Um, it, it, I, 
Honestly, I don't know why the, the word is pagan in the uh, ESV translation. Uh, the word in the Greek is the word for Gentile. It's also the word for nations. You could almost translate it. That's what everybody does. They run after these things. That's what little faith people do. They just don't trust God. But when you pray, pray, Father in heaven, give us today our daily bread. And that'll be enough. As much as you give and when you give it, that will be enough. You see the radical transformation that has to take place in our thinking? The natural man simply doesn't operate this way. But Jesus said, turn that all around. See, there's a way that people think, I need. There's a way that God's people think, God gives. It's totally different. It's what happened in the wilderness when uh, Jesus, uh, after his baptism, went out into the wilderness, led by the Spirit to be tempted by the, by the devil. And he fasted for 40 days. Remember this? And he was hungry. Uh, it doesn't take me 40 days to get hungry. 40 minutes, but okay. Well, in dog days, that might be a 40-day fast. I don't know. But after 40 days, Jesus was hungry. And the devil, the adversary, came to him and said, Look, Jesus, if we think about this Son of God thing, anybody who's Son of God really ought to be able to turn these stones into bread. You're hungry. Ostensibly, if you're Son of God, you should be able to do this. Why are you waiting? Just, there it is. Remember what Jesus said. He says, people don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Word of God, from the mouth of God. He said, Satan, we don't live by this material stuff. That's not what our lives are about. It's about a relationship with the Father. It's about trusting the Father. It's about what, what the Father says to us. That's, that's what should be operating in here. You see, Satan came to Jesus and, and said, why don't you think about your hunger? And the hunger's real. Satan said, think about your hunger. Jesus said, no, I'm going to think about God. See, our temptation, every time we're in, we're in a, a, a predicament, every time there's a problem, every time something's lacking, every time we're um, just worried about what's going on in the future and all those kinds of things, we listen to the adversary. Why don't you think about your problem? Why don't you think about how it's going to be provided for? Why don't you just worry, worry, worry about the future? Why don't you think about that? Think about your anxiety. God says, no, think about me. As children of God, we don't think about that. We think about God. And that's why this, this, that's why I said, you know, give us this day our daily bread. It'll save your life. It'll save you from investing your time and your energy and your resources in things that really don't matter. Because God says, I'll take care of those. That's what you're praying when you say, give us this day our daily bread. Father, just take care of me. I know you will. So we pray out of this relationship with the Father. It's it's what radically transforms how we approach uh, the needs of life, the the necessities of life. We just believe in the providential love and care of God. But we also pray because God is holy. 
Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your name be holy. Let your name be absolutely glorious. Let everything reflect your glory. See, the reason Jesus taught us to pray, you know, give us this day our daily bread, wasn't so that we wouldn't go hungry. It was so that the Father would be glorified. And so the Father will be glorified as he feeds us. He'll be glorified as he sustains us in our hunger. But the Father will be glorified. That's the whole point of it all. You remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? The disciples ran up and said, Jesus, you know, send the people away. They have nothing to eat, nothing to eat. Jesus said, you feed them. <laughs> you, know, you, you feed these people. You don't understand, Jesus. We don't have any food. You know, we, we can't feed all these people. Just got a couple of loaves, a few fishes. What is that? And Jesus took the loaves and the fish and he multiplied them and he fed the crowd and everyone was satisfied. Now, folks, you, you make a big mistake if you think that this is a story, an incident in the life of Jesus about feeding the poor. Let's feed the poor. But that's not what this is about. Jesus fed the 5,000 so they would go home and they would say, you know what happened to me today? This Jesus who points us constantly to Abba, Father, who's constantly talking to us about the kingdom of God, he fed us in a miraculous way. There's something going on in this Jesus. And we need to get get right and straight with it. He fed the 5,000 so that 5,000 more voices would give glory to the Father in heaven. That's, That's why we ask That God would be honored. His name would be held up as holy. He would be just magnified and glorified. Absolutely. That's why when when Jesus stood up in in the temple and he said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that comes down out of heaven. Whatever you thought was going on with the manna, that's fulfilled in me. This this, I am the one in whom God is fulfilling all his promises to care for us. It's in Jesus Christ. It's all to point to the glory of the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now we're starting to get a sense of why Jesus told his disciples in, at, the, at the well in Samaria uh, when, when he talked with the woman and, and she sort of bantered back and forth with him and they discussed theology and, and ritual and so forth. And finally Jesus moved her off her religiosity to understand that he is Messiah. And she got up, ran into the village, tell everybody what had happened. His disciples came back and said, Jesus, you need something to eat? He says, no, I'm not hungry. So what, what, did somebody give you a snack? Did somebody give you food? Jesus said, no. Remember? He said, I have food you know not of. He says, I've got sustenance and you can't imagine what it is. Because it's the glory of the Father. It's the glory and the holiness of the Father. Give us this day our daily bread as a pray that God would be glorified and we would give Him praise and honor and testify to His glory as He cares for us. Especially because Jesus, on the night in which He was betrayed, took bread. When He had given thanks, He broke it and He said, This is my body broken for you. When you eat it, whenever you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. Lord, ever give us this bread. 
Give us this day the bread to sustain us that you would receive the praise and the honor and the glory for it all. And we ask because of the sovereignty of God, the power of God. Uh, Earlier Jesus said, pray, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let the power of God's kingdom be known. Let it be proclaimed in our lives that God is Lord, that he is the master sovereign over all the universe. As I rely upon him and he supplies that need, I'm proclaiming God is able and God is willing to sustain us. We pray so that the world would know that God is sovereign Lord. Relates to this scripture. Let let, let me bring you this scripture. This is also Matthew 6. So when you look it up, when you get home, you won't have to go too far. All of this, Matthew 6 so far. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things that you're fretting about. And all these things that occupy your time and all these things that make you nervous and anxious because you don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to work out. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Give us today our daily bread. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I learned King James. Each, uh, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Every day it, it has its own problems. You see, when you understand God is sovereign, you stop borrowing trouble. This is one of the biggest problems we have. We're worried about what might happen. And we fret over trouble that may never come. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But we trust God to take care of it. We put our lives in his hands and trust him. And so when you pray, you know, give us this day our daily bread, the the way that works out in our lives is that we do not lay up for ourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust can destroy it, but rather we lay up treasures in heaven where nothing can destroy it. Because wherever your treasure is, wherever you are, that thing is that you're trusting to take care of you, that's where your heart is. And so lay up treasures in heaven and understand God takes care of us day by day, moment by moment, here on earth. So those three things, we we pray, you know, give us this day our daily bread because God is our Father, because He is holy, because He is sovereign and Lord over all. And I I want to just illustrate how this works out in the life of a believer just very, very quickly. Paul talks about it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Uh, Paul says, I'm not saying this because I, I am in need. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every any and every situation, whether well-fed or hunger, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul said, I've learned how to do it both ways. If it's a full-course meal, great. If it's crackers and water, great. He says, I've learned that secret. 
And then he comes up with this verse, and it, it'll be worth your looking it up when you get home. This is Philippians 4.13. Hmm. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. You've quoted that verse a thousand times. If you haven't, you'll start doing it. There was a basketball player. He always quoted that verse before he tried a free throw. I can do all things. I can do all things. You can in Christ Jesus. But is that what this verse is about? He's just talked about, I know how to have a lot. I know how to have a little. And I can do it all through Christ Jesus. Since he always gives me the resources. I I don't need to worry about it. How do you get to Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You get there by trusting the Father in his glory and power to sustain you day by day and moment by moment. See, this is an outworking of give us this day our daily bread. And because I'm praying that, because I'm living that, because I'm trusting God to answer that prayer, I can do all things. Because God's going to take care of it for me. And then Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy was a young preacher. And uh, the older I get, the more all preachers are young preachers. But, but here's what Paul said to Timothy. 1 Timothy 6, 6. It says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. This is why your life is in the balance. Give us this day our daily bread changes your life when you pray it and live it. We learn to be content with what God provides. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The Lord's Prayer sets you free from that. Why are you going to waste your life? I want more, I want more, I want more. Look, I've got savings accounts. I even have a retirement plan. It's not working right now, but you know, I have a plan. That's not where my life is. That's not what my life is all about. That's not where my hope and my faith is. That's why I'm asking you these, you know, during the week in your prayer life, just every now and then just stop and pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, let your name be holy. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think through that. When you come to this phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Let it sink in how the Holy Spirit can change your life and your heart. I said this might save your life, and I think it will. This can save your life because it will keep you from chasing after false satisfactions. It will keep you from thinking that your life is defined by stuff, by things, It'll keep you from having to compete with other people so that your house is bigger or your car is better or, or, or your bank account is larger. It, it'll keep you from chasing false satisfactions and it'll set you free to be generous and set you free to be a giving person. Set you free to, to 
to go through life unshackled by the burdens of, of materialism which is at the heart of so many of the ills of our society today. It'll set you free from chasing false satisfactions. And it'll keep you from needless anxiety. I mean, there's a role for anxiety in human life. There's something to be said about worry. Um, I, I like to tell people worry is like the lifeboat drill on a cruise ship. You know, the first you, you get on the cruise ship, the first thing you do is you go to the boat deck and you have a lifeboat drill so you know where the lifeboat is and you wear your life preserver. And, and so you've, you've worried about the ship sinking. You find out how it's going to, going to work. That's, that's, that's a very beneficial thing to do. But don't spend the whole cruise on the boat deck with your life preserver waiting for the ship to sink. Once you've done the drill, go to the buffet. And so once you know God's going to take care of you, you've done whatever planning you can, and you've, you've tried to think through a problem, whatever, once that's happened, then just leave it in the hands of the Father who gives us daily bread. And don't live your life with needless and pointless anxiety. And it'll keep you from hopeless despair. Because when you're like really, really hungry, and not just for food, I mean, in America... You know, most of us hardly, are hardly ever really hungry. There, there's hunger in America. We need to address that. For most of us, though, we've got more daily bread than, than we know what to do with. But sometimes in our hopeless despair, we don't think we have enough strength. We don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough guidance. We don't have enough insight. Lord, give us this day what we need today. And just let me work through it. And while it might seem hopeless today, and while the despair might be large today, we have a Father in heaven who every day will give us what we need. And when we trust Him for that, and we live out the reality of that that providential love and grace and care of, of, of our Father in heaven, then we don't live in despair. We live in confidence and in hope. So pray the Lord's Prayer. Don't just say it, pray it. And think through what it took for us to pray a prayer like that. It took the blood of Christ to bring us to the Father. It took the work of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to the holiness and glory of God. It took grace and mercy to bring us into obedience in the kingdom. And it's the love and the compassion of God that brings us to trust Him day by day, moment by moment. Give us this day our daily bread. It could just save your life. Let's bow together in prayer. Gracious Father, how thankful we are that you provide for us even before we ask. And that our prayer is not to tell you what we need, but, Father, so that you might bring us into conformity with your will. So I pray for all those who've been listening and joining in together with our worship for the folks in this room, that your Holy Spirit would take us, remold us, remake us, and use us for your glory as we trust you each day. I thank you for it in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you.